Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello there, what it be, how are you, and welcome to episode 73 of Above the Nest with Rachel, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football, that is Eagles football, of course, and I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. The Philadelphia Eagles destroyed the New York Giants 38-7 to at home in the divisional round, and now they're heading to the NFC Championship game. Before we look ahead to the title game, let's briefly recap what went down against the Giants. The Birds were in control the entire game. At halftime, the score was 28-0. to The offensive line deserves a ton of credit because the Birds were able to pound the Giants. They picked up 416 total yards and 268 yards on the ground. It was a big day for the Eagles running backs. Kenny Gainwell led the way. He had a career day with 112 yards and a touchdown. Boston Scott, as expected, did what he does against the Giants. He had a touchdown as well in 32 yards. And Miles Sanders had 17 carries for 90 yards in this win. Jalen Hurts finished 16 of 24 for 154 yards with three total touchdowns. Two were through the air and one was on the ground. He also added 34 yards on the ground. Dallas Goddard also got in on the action, catching all five of his targets for 58 yards, and he also had a touchdown. But let's look at the defense. They harassed quarterback Daniel Jones. They sacked him five times. Josh Sweat was back. It was nice to see him return after his injury that he suffered. And he finished with one and a half sacks, including a forced fumble. But Hassan Reddick was a dog, which is nothing new because he's been impressive for the Eagles this entire season. He racked up five tackles, one and a half sacks, a tackle for loss, three QB hits, and seven pressures which is insane because the Giants had 19 different players who took defensive snap in this game and they all combined for seven pressures. That's crazy, right? But all around, it was a complete victory for the Eagles. They didn't even need all of their star players to step up and just ball out. For example, A.J. Brown had a quiet game. He only had three receptions for 22 yards and the Eagles still put up 38 points. We love to see it. Now let's get into all of the awards and snubs for the Eagles that were announced this week. On Wednesday morning, it was announced that Jalen Hurts has been selected as the 64th Burt Bell Professional Player of the Year Award by the Maxwell Club. It was also announced that head coach Nick Sirianni has been chosen as the winner of the 34th Greasy Neal Professional Coach of the Year Award. 
So both Hertz and Sirianni will be honored on Thursday, March 9th at the 86th Maxwell Football Club National Awards Gala. The AP also announced finalists for the 2022 awards on Wednesday, and Jalen Hurts was named as a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year, and he was also named a finalist for NFL MVP. Head coach Nick Sariani was not named a finalist for the 2022 AP Coach of the Year award. The finalists were Giants head coach Brian Dable, Jaguars head coach Dougie P, and San Francisco 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan. Brandon Graham was not named a finalist for AP Comeback Player of the Year. The finalists are Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, Giants running back Saquon Barkley, and 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey. And the one that was most disappointing to see was Hassan Reddick, not named a finalist as a Defensive Player of the Year. The finalists were 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa, and rightfully so, Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons, and Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones. It just sucks because Hassan Reddick definitely deserves to be in this conversation. He has been a complete dog, a complete playmaker for the Eagles this year, and I think he only finished with like two fewer sacks than Nick Bosa. So it sucks. It really does suck, but it is what it is. Final results will be announced on February 9th at the NFL Honors. And last, the Pro Football Writers of America announced the winners for Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year, and Assistant Coach of the Year on Thursday afternoon. And to no surprise, Eagles General Manager Howie Roseman was named Executive of the Year. This is the second time that he's received this honor. Now let's get into the highly anticipated NFC Championship game. The Eagles will host the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday, January 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern. The 49ers are coming off of a 19-12 win against the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional round. And when I say I am so excited for this matchup, it's going to be so entertaining. A hard-fought game to the end. Both teams are loaded on both sides of the ball. Like, both teams have top five offenses and defenses. And so I just, I just really can't wait to see how this unfolds. But let's start with Mr. Irrelevant. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy was the last pick of the 2022 NFL Draft. The third-string quarterback has now won seven straight games as a starter since both quarterbacks Trey Lance and Jimmy G went out for the season with injuries. In those seven starts, Brock Purdy has thrown 16 touchdowns and only four interceptions. He hasn't thrown a single pick in his last three games. Against the Cowboys, he was only sacked twice. But the Eagles' 75-sack defensive line is a whole different beast. And so there should be plenty of opportunities for them to get after Brock Purdy, especially Hassan Reddick. I think that this is going to be a game for him because, like I mentioned, he feels slighted. He was snubbed from Defensive Player of the Year as a finalist. And so I think the fact that he's coming off of this incredible performance that he had against the Giants and just the fact that he's feeling some type of way, I feel like he's just going to take this personal and use this as motivation. I'm not confident that Brock Purdy will be able to avoid that pressure. And so even though the Cowboys only sacked him twice, I have a strong feeling that the birds are probably going to sack him another five times like they did Daniel Jones. 
a fun fact that I just wanted to throw out there, Jalen Hurts versus Brock, Brock Purdy will be the youngest matchup between quarterbacks in the conference championship since at least 1950, which is crazy. The 49ers have a ton of talented skill position players. Starting with the wide receivers, they have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, who are one of the better wide receiver duos in the league. Brandon Ayuk went over 1,000 yards for the very first time in his career, and he also caught eight touchdowns. However, in the divisional round, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings combined for only eight receptions on 13 targets for 97 receiving yards, and none of them scored a touchdown. Looking at running backs, Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, is a versatile threat for the 49ers. He has been dealing with a calf injury. He missed a few days of practice earlier this week, but I'm pretty sure that he's going to be fine. Uh, Christian McCaffrey combined for nearly 1,900 rushing and receiving yards this season, but he is coming off of his least productive game in weeks against the Cowboys, averaging less than four yards per catch, but he did score a touchdown in that game. Also, running back Elijah Mitchell, he is coming off of a huge performance in the divisional round game against the Cowboys as well, so another running back to keep your eyes on. Tight end George Kittle has been one of Brock Purdy's favorite targets. Since Brock Purdy became starter, George Kittle has caught 23% of his career touchdown passes. So they have a little connection going on. We're going to have to disrupt that. He played a huge role in the 49ers win against the Cowboys, catching all five of his targets for 95 receiving yards. The Niners also have one of the best overall linemen in the league in Trent Williams. On the defensive side of the ball, Nick Bosa is a threat. He's the favorite for defensive player of the year. And I get it because he led the league with 18 and a half sacks. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith will likely be matched up with cornerbacks Charvarius Ward and Diamandor Lenore. The 49ers' top cornerback is Ward, who is also one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. PFF ranked him as the number seven corner in the league this season. And Lenore also had a big play against the Cowboys in the divisional round. He had one of the 49ers' interceptions. And I cannot forget to mention dynamic linebacker duo Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Fred Warner led the 49ers with nine total tackles and added a tackle for loss, a pass defense, and an interception against the Cowboys in the divisional round. But he also leads the team with 130 regular season tackles. 79 of them were solo and 51 were assisted. But Greenlaw leads the team in solo tackles with 82. The Eagles issued their final injury report on Friday afternoon, and their players are healthy. Avante Maddox, who has been dealing with a toe injury for a few weeks now, was listed as a full participant in practice with no injury designation for Sunday, so he should be good to go, which is a blessing. They need him. TJ Edwards was listed as a limited participant with an ankle injury, and offensive tackle Lane Johnson, who has been dealing with a groin injury, was listed as a full participant. As for the 49ers, the only player ruled out was quarterback Jimmy G. Not a surprise, so he'll miss the NFC Championship game with an ankle injury. Two other players were listed as questionable, running back Elijah Mitchell, who's dealing with a groin injury, and cornerback Ambry Thomas, who's dealing with an ankle injury. But that is going to be a wrap on episode 73 of Above the Nest with Rachelle. 
Like always, don't forget to tap into all of the VGN content on the feed. Leave us five stars and a written review while you're at it. Check out the 100th episode of Babes on Broad that released this week. The most recent Eye on the Enemy previewing this matchup with Rob Stats Guerrera as well. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bleeding Green Insta. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at VGN underscore radio. And you might as well stop what you're doing and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Immediately following the NFC Championship game, tune into the BGN Instant Reaction Show and interact with us. Drop your three-word reactions, your questions, your comments, all that good stuff. We love to see it. And as always, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to this episode. I am so very grateful for all of you. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and we out! BGN!